hate speech is something you hear a lot about, whether on the news or in some other media outlet, social media, celebrities, somebody seems, at least to me, to always be talking about hate speech these days. And so we were talking about that and the question was posed, when did preaching the gospel become hate speech? So I'm throwing that question to you because Thank you very much. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I'm gonna it, throw it right as back. far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what it is now. I mean, actually there are certain places, even in other countries that if you read certain chapters of the Bible, you cannot preach and you will have your, your place shut down and it is because you're preaching hate speech. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know you're going to cringe when I say this, so be prepared to cringe. So watch I'm Jordan ready. cringe. Jordan has a little dog uh, named Ella, and yeah, see, I knew you would. I'm holding on. You know where this is going. Ella is the twin to my dog, and Ella's a darling little long-haired chihuahua, and I have a little short-haired chihuahua, and Ella is so quiet that you don't even know she's in the room. And Coco's a little bit more like, uh, she likes to make her presence known. And when I have not paid enough attention to Coco on purpose, Coco will poop in front of me. Now, that's terrible to say, and I knew this would get Jordan's attention. Now, I wanna say this, I disagree with the action. I disagree with what she's doing. I disagree with the act. But if I correct her and say that's not acceptable in my household, that's not hate speech. It's a disagreement. I don't hate her. I don't want to banish her to the ends of the earth. Agreement is never going to happen in this earth because we're all human flesh. Sure. None of us are ever going to agree 100% on absolutely everything because we are made in human flesh. I do not agree with my husband 100% of the time. Now though, Jordan, what's happened is because that level of disagreement has gone to a new high, we've taken it to hate speech, and it's not been checked. I call it, for whatever it's worth, I call certain actions lawlessness. I'm 63, so I can say in the last, oh, I don't know, maybe, I'm gonna say 10 years realistically, but in many, many years, I've seen lawlessness with no accountability. And a lot of people, if, if someone is stopped from doing something, oh, you hate them. Whether you hate a certain race, you hate a certain religion, you hate a certain culture, you hate a certain hairstyle. Listen, half the time I hate my own hairstyle. You're not gonna agree with everybody on everything, but that does not mean you have the right to destroy somebody else's opinion. Well, it's partly too, I think, more than anything at least, it seems to me that it's classified now as hate speech because our viewpoint is unpopular. Yes. It's not, Christianity's not popular, it's not cool, it's not the new way of the future, it's not coexisting, it's not what celebrities do or want. That's why I think it's gotten more than that, more than just, well, it's something that we disagree on. There's a lot of disagreements, but that doesn't make certain things hate speech. Christianity is not so much disagreement as it is the unpopular viewpoint. I do think the media is portraying Christianity very negatively in just about every possible way that they can. Yeah. Now more than ever, but I think it will continue to be even more unpopular as time draws on. You know? I think that it became hate speech over 2,000 years ago. Right. When Jesus walked the earth, they hated him. They sure. hated him enough to crucify him. 
One minute, the same group is waving palm branches, saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And with this seven-day period, a seven-day cycle, they are crucifying him and putting him on a cross. And I do believe that when you have gotten the freedom to say anything you want with no accountability, when you get that freedom, that almost lawlessness in, I, I, listen, I am a person for free speech, but when free speech becomes one-sided, that it's only free if it's what I say and you agree with what I say, then that's not free speech, that, no. is, that is one-sided speech. And I do believe in our nation that Christians have been to a place, that I'm, I'm speaking because of knowing who your grandfather was, that sometimes when you're so persecuted, you back down on your message, you back down on your voice, you back down. So you get to a place where you're used to not speaking. And so you're so used to not saying anything. Well, I'll just walk in love. I love to walk in love, but walking in love is different than being a doormat and being walked on. Right. I don't, I, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I don't love you. Just because I disagree with my chihuahua when she misbehaves, I still love her. I'm still walking in love, but we're in disagreement. And I think that, that the world has been able to taint the message of the gospel and say, if you don't see it my way and agree with me, you're a hater, you're a hate speech, and you're not walking in love. I had someone actually sitting at a dinner table say that to me very, very recently and slammed me and the gospel about six yards back and said, well, you, you must be a hater. Or, 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 you know, the gospel is a gospel of hate. And I'm like, who are you saying? And so I said, okay, give me some scriptures. Well, they didn't know the Bible. Well, of course, and that's really, that's really the key. These people who say those kinds of things, oh, this is all, okay, please show me the evidence of that in the Bible and elsewhere. And they quickly start backtracking. Well, I didn't mean that. Well, that's not the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. You just like to throw on popular words and act like you know everything about everything. Oh, it's hate speech. No, it's not. And there's no evidence to support that. And the gospel is a gospel of love and loving one another even when you disagree. But that does not necessarily mean you are supposed to lie down on the floor and get walked on by people who think your opinion is unpopular because you're Christian. When you were little and you would like to get a little too close to the road, I would hold your hand and draw you back. Now, I might have had to have a firm grip, to, or I might have even had to pull you back. But the truth of the matter is it wasn't because I hated you. It was because I dearly loved you. Sometimes correction is done out of love and not out of hate. And now we want to be a society where there's no correction in many places. We're going to get to a place where it's so watered down that it will be, it'll be total and complete, as this is a scripture word, chaos. Yeah. And I think that, that the louder the voice, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I do believe as Christianity is being persecuted, there is a time, and I'm gonna say this to honest Christians, there is a time to stand up for the righteousness. Christians don't need to be fighting other Christians. Right. Christians need to be standing up for the gospel. But it's the unpopular opinion. Who wants to be in the unpopular group? Who wants to be standing up for something that people disagree with as a majority? I think we have to stand up for what God says for us to stand up. It's the book of Jeremiah. Yeah. You have to stand up for what God says. Is it easy? It may be the hardest thing you ever do. But I believe it will ultimately be your crown in heaven. Yeah. And hate speech is something that, unfortunately, I think will be used to describe Christianity for a while, whether we stand up for it or not. I might be wrong. I hope I am wrong. But it seems to be the way of the world these days. But whether that's the word people use to describe it or not, stand up for what you believe in. I want to say this. If you're a Christian, 
Take a step of faith if God has directed you to. Stand up for righteousness, or righteousness will no longer be there to stand up for. That's right. the thing that concerns me. What was it Andy used to always say? You gotta stand for something or you fall for, for anything. Fall for anything. I mean, that, it's the truth that even if you believe it, but if you're shutting yourself in your home and you're never leaving because somebody's gonna oppose you, well, frankly, there's always gonna be somebody who disagrees with you or opposes you or finds your opinion unpopular. But, you know, if, you, if you're gonna lock yourself up, where's, how's that living? Is that even and how living? is that helping God? I mean, yeah, it, it, you must be miserable by doing that. I wouldn't wanna live my life that way, even if I am the unpopular opinion. Jordan knows that I am probably the biggest people pleaser she knows. And right. I get myself in trouble for it all the time. I want to make people happy. I want to please them. But you know what? That's not scriptural. Well, you even, if you, even if you want to please them and your intentions are pure, you will never succeed. Never. It because someone will always disagree with you. So be a God pleaser. By pleasing this person, you're going to upset this person. By trying to please this person whom you've upset, well, now you've upset this. It will never, ever, ever end. You cannot please everyone. Just accept it. Your life will be easier. You know, I know this is, I, I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to throw out politics. And I'm not going to say this just because it's our president currently. I would say this about any president. Oh, my, to accept the job as being a president. Because I guarantee you that however percentage is Democrat, uh, Republican, Independent, or some other percentage somewhere. You just aren't going to get the popular vote of being the popular, put the, the crown of, of, what do they call that, homecoming king or homecoming <laughs> queen on your head. It's not going to happen. Well, you're going to upset somebody. You're going to upset somebody. Who would want that job? And it's so, a sacrifice. I know so, people don't think it is, but I firmly believe that office, that position is a sacrifice. I have done what the Bible says and prayed for every leadership position in our nation ever since I knew to pray. And it's not because I like you or dislike you. First of all, I think you need prayer because just the position you hold. But we honor the Bible by praying for the leaders of our nation, praying for people in leadership positions, praying for people in technical leadership positions, praying for people in church leadership positions. If we stop trying to be people pleasers and jump into being a God pleaser, that may be the most rewarding thing we do. It may not be the most popular thing we do, but it may be the most rewarding thing we do. Our opinion as Christians is probably never going to be popular, at least not in my lifetime. I'd love to be wrong about that, but I don't think that I am. So stand up for what you believe in. Pray for those people in leadership positions, whether you like them or not. And stand up for your faith, whether others like it or not. And I promise you the reward will be so much greater than the persecution you face. And you may be labeled a hater or hate speech or whatever other word comes with Christianity these days, but standing up for what you believe in, standing up for God, standing up for the Bible is so much better than trying to crumble and please everybody because you're never going to. You're just I agree. Not. You're never going to. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. We'll see you next time here at Richard Roberts ORM.